We keep it alive. We keep it kicking. And we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Whoa, hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Emerging Into Greatness with Sassy Shadi, your number one host. Haha. <laughs> yes, today, today, this week or next week, between now and, you know, it is going to be, it is Mental Health Week. And like I was just discussing with my next guest, Mental Health Week, week might be between the 13th and the 19th. However, after the 19th, it doesn't just go away. <laughs> it stays there. You know, it's there glaring in your face. So no matter what, it's an ongoing issue. And thank God it's, it's been talked about today. Even the men are coming out, okay? They're coming out of the woodworks and they're speaking about it, which is great. You know, nobody, we're trying, you know, not to bottle things up and letting people know it doesn't make you less of a person if you have issues, you know, if you're struggling with your, you know, emotions, if you're struggling with your business, you know, and um, which I think is a great thing. So it being Mental Health Week, I have a very, very interesting guest that I'm going to be speaking to. And um, I'm really excited that she has decided to come on um, and be candid, be honest and truthful um, with her story with her journey as you know it's all you know the bit the, the company sorry the podcast is all about emerging into greatness when we emerge when we are when we have challenges the most important thing is do we come out how do we come out how do we go through these challenges hence emerging into greatness and my next guest has done just that and i know she has only just begun and i know you would agree with me by the time i introduce this young vibrant lady i am going to be speaking to yvette ankara okay and one thing i cannot forget i'm gonna say it again but i have to say her name first before i say the most important okay i'm gonna go back yvette ankara mbe Hello. Yes, you heard it. MBE. She's got 20 years of experience in business and accredited NLP coach. Okay. She, you know, she confessed that she was a serial juggler. (laughs) Now, who isn't? I think for some reason, women just seem to have this knack in them to do everything. So multitasking, but sometimes it does burn you out. Now that's, I think is what happened with Yvette along the line. And it started to affect her mental health. But the good news is that Yvette has come out of it. She's now a transformational coach helping women in business who are facing burnout come out of it. And that's why, of course, the queen wanted to honor her and honored her, awarded her this MBE. If you're listening out of the UK, let's spell it out for you because you can't miss this. Let's just spell it out what this MBE is, okay? It's a British honor given by the Queen for special achievement. And that is what my next guest has managed to, to, to be. That's, where, that's, how she, that's how much she has emerged into this great being helping other women. So ladies and gentlemen, introducing Yvette Ankara. Hello Yvette, how are you? <laughs> Hello, that's a hell of an introduction, I must say. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're most welcome, well deserved too, I must say. Well deserved. Thank wow. You so much. Yes. 
you have been through the mill. Yes, it has been an interesting journey. I like the way you put it. <laughs> interesting journey. So tell us all about it. Tell us all about you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll add another little bit to my title because that will help with some of the stories. So my full title is Dr. Yvette Ancre. Hello. Yeah. And the reason I throw that in is because I do call myself a recovering overachiever. And part of my journey was achieving my doctorate. Um, I got that MBE for the work I was doing with women in business and also setting up my business. But along that journey, I did all of that. And then I was really ill. I got really ill. Hmm. And so now my calling really is to, to help women, particularly those with multiple businesses, um, to avoid the stress, overwhelm and burnout that mm -hmm. can occur. And to know that you can be successful without, you know, killing yourself. And also, I think it's really important, particularly in this week, mm. to talk about how self-care, mm -hmm. you know, needs to be at the forefront of whatever you do. It is just as important as your marketing strategy and your business plan. Your self-care plan is paramount. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you don't mind, can you tell us how ill, what kind of illness did you have to deal with and how long was the duration of this um, illness okay so in the last 10 years i developed a condition called fibromyalgia so it's something that some people have heard of and some people have not mm -hmm. um it's similar to me which people may have heard of or even chronic fatigue except mm -hmm. the difference is you have um problems with muscle spasms as well and sometimes joint issues mm -hmm. so you feel very tired it affects your mobility. Um, you are in constant pain. Mm. There are people who have this condition who are bedridden or in wheelchairs. It can really seriously affect all of your life. And obviously, if you're in constant pain, it's not going to, you know, support your mental health. Yeah. Um, so for me, I achieved all these things that I did, but did it in a space of pain, in a space of um, having to push through physical boundaries which yeah. I probably shouldn't have done. Um, it would have been easier if I had in some way surrendered and really did the work earlier, and I didn't. Mm -hmm. But when I did, I've made so many changes, and now I'm completely pain-free. But I spent six years in agony. You're completely pain-free from fibromyalgia? Yes, I am. Oh, wow. How did that happen, if you don't mind? Just give it us in, like, in a nutshell, really. Um, in a nutshell, I did the inner work. I went in and looked at what was causing my stress, what was causing me to react physically to what was going on mentally. I wanted to really uncover what was going on for me mm -hmm. and look through patterns of behavior that I'd held on to for years. Mm -hmm. When I cleared out those and made changes, I recovered. <laughs> How did you know to do that? Did you go to a coach? Was it after the NLP coaching? Because I know with the NLP, um, there is that, um, they, they teach all those kind of things that at the end of the day, you end up kind of looking at yourself and looking at your inner, you know, inner being and, you know, that kind of helps you shape things. How did that, did that, did that contribute to you looking inward? Definitely. It was during the NLP training and mm. we also did something called timeline techniques okay. and uh, hypnotherapy. So during the process of me training and 
we you know you work with each other and you pair up I mm-hmm. made the conscious decision that I was going to you know open up and completely be open to whatever was going to come my way mm-hmm. and in that space I did a lot of shifting I did a lot of healing and I was already on that path I'd already made decisions about 18 months beforehand after I got out of hospital after yet another stint um, where you know it was the fibromyalgia that had caused the issues but they the symptoms can sometimes manifest to something else mm. so for example they thought I had viral meningitis and I ended up having a lumbar puncture but it was nothing to do with that it was <sighs> how the fibro was manifesting the pain in my body so you know I've had so many hospital visits I lose you know weeks because of ill health and mm. after that stage and after a lot of things happened I said enough I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. I cannot live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I already made the conscious decision that I wanted to change and I was open to change. And then things started falling into place. And then for me, the, the last piece was this deep work to really shift and clear everything. So basically, it's like facing your, your, your bullies, the bullies in you mm-hmm. that were trying to bring you down. And just like it is, even in the you know physical one the natural you know when somebody does bully you when you face them they back off but you know if you succumb to to their threats you're you're you know you're bound for life with them so in a way from what you have just said to me you literally faced whatever the situation was you dug deep and and that got you to where you are which is pain-free it's so amazing yeah, I mean, the mind is a very powerful thing. It is. You know, what I, I do when I work with my clients is get them to understand some of these blocks, understand some of the motivations and the habits and behaviours. Mm. Prior to working for myself, so I originally started my first business 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I um, had freelanced, I'd worked in different areas um, from, you know, tech to um, education. Mm-hmm. I had developed some really poor habits and those were my success habits. So working 12 hour days, you know, burning the the midnight oil was natural. I expected to be doing something 24 seven. I thought, you know, work hard, play hard. Yeah, it's all great. And you start doing, I started, you know, doing some of this stuff in my teens. Mm. I was writing when I was 16. Um, And, you know, by the time I was 19, I already had IBS. So I was already showing signs that my body was not very happy with my behavior. <laughs> I didn't do anything about it. I ignored it and I carried on and mm. I carried on. So it wasn't surprising here in my 20s when I burnt out for the first time. In your 20s? In my 20s. Wow. So then what I did was said, okay, I'm going to have a bit of a break. But what did I do after that break? I went back to the same behaviors. I went back to doing the same things. I didn't learn that I really needed to change how I did things because I didn't know another way. Because mm. my programming is you must work hard in order to be successful. And that is what my, you know, I was told. That is what I believed. So I kept doing the same thing. So, you know, roll forward into my 30s. Mm. You know, then I become a wife. I became a mother. And then that's a whole different kind of um, yeah. thing. Oh, to, to oh, yeah. <laughs> so it didn't take that long so about my son was around two when I started to get really really ill oh, and yeah. at home with my two-year-old and that was the start of me developing the, the really severe symptoms um, and 
you know, even then I still thought, well, you know, you're, you're a mum, you have a young child, you're supposed to be thin, you're supposed to be tired because you've been running around after him all the time and mm-hmm. you're breastfeeding. I thought, you know, yes, that's part of motherhood. It was not part of motherhood. You were, you, you, you became an expert with excuses for yourself. Oh yeah. It was, <laughs> I was giving myself any excuse because I still had things I was going to do. And you know, and every time my body's saying, excuse me, would you mind listening? I'm like, yeah, yeah, later. <laughs> you know, later. And then said, excuse me. And then said, okay, you are going to listen. Whoa. And when it literally took me off my feet so I couldn't stand, is when I said, okay, maybe I need to actually do something. <laughs> it took a long time for me to then figure out what it is I needed to do and how I was going to do it. Because I'd got into a cycle of sickness and mm. as soon as I was well, I would race into a thousand things because of, well, I've got the energy now, so let me do it and then get sick again. Wow. And in the midst of all that, mm-hmm. you were coaching, you were still, yep. you know, even when you were in and out of hospital, I'm sure, because this is it with us. This is it with us human beings. You know, you just give us a little, a little dot and we're going to, turn it into something huge so especially if we can and with you yeah you were still going in the heart of hospital but i know as a business person you were still getting ideas in your head oh yeah i mean i walked out of one hospital appointment straight into a networking meeting oh, <laughs> in fact <laughs> you know i was terrible and you know i'd be like okay i'm having a little rest day but i really didn't address what i needed to address yeah which is you yeah, and when I finally said, you know what, I'm really going to do this and I'm making a commitment to myself and a commitment to change that I did. And also I found with the fibro, I was fighting it all the time. And Ooh. rather than surrender, which is what I did in the end, it, I called my fibromyalgia my self-care partner. Mm. It was that, um, you know, as soon as I started to do too much or wasn't looking after myself in a way, mm-hmm. it would raise a little hand and say, you know, hello yeah hello you need to take care and then when i went and did the deep work Mm. what happened during that time it was i don't need you anymore oh okay and it and that was you know gone done bye (laughs) wow I'm just so amazed because I know people who suffer from fibromyalgia mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they have a basket of medication. I never and took medication. I refused. You refused. No. Amazing. I refused. And that was because when I was ill the first time, I had to take some anti-inflammatories and they left me unable to function. And I said, you know, I have a small child and I know what I'm like. If as soon as I don't feel the pain, I'm going to carry on. So actually, let me just sit with it and work with it and not take it. And I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that five fibromyalgia is all in the mind. It is not. It is a serious physical. Yeah. You know, and what worked for me will not necessarily work for other people. Mm-hmm. But I learned what my triggers were. I learned what um, caused me stress. I learned about my own story and i decided to change that so this may not work for somebody else i'm not advocating the cure for fibromyalgia mm-hmm. it's just my journey my story and it's what happened for me uh, yeah i i like how you've um kind of explained that however you know at the end of the day 
these things come upon us from our own most of the time, not 100%, but most of the time we bring it unknowingly to ourselves and to ourselves now say, hey, you did this to me. You've overworked me so my head is hot. You've done this, you've done that, which is what kind of was happening with you, but you, you weren't listening like a lot of us. Okay, I think I'm also guilty of that. You just keep going, eh, it's just one of those things, eh, it's gonna pass, eh, you know, just get some rest. But the body's saying, hey, it's more than the air, honey. You need to sit down. Yeah, and that's why I talk about the importance of self-care. Mm. When people hear that, mm. often self-care, they think it means you know, a spa day or just, you know, a little bit of time out. Mm -hmm. When I talk about self-care, I'm talking about fundamentally creating rituals that you do on a daily basis to maintain your health and well-being. And this is mind, body and soul. Okay. It's, it's looking at all of it. So in terms of things that I think can help people on a daily basis, mm -hmm. it's things like, for example, meditation. If you are a person of faith, prayer um exercising looking at your nutrition your hydration um making sure you take regular breaks journaling all of these different activities combined enable you to create space to think mm -hmm. space to breathe um a way of looking after all of you so that you create a life you don't need to run away from so that you're not rushing to think oh, i can't wait for that next holiday because that's the only time you're going to breathe. No, you should every day find that space. Mm. And, and listen to yourself. And listen. And there was a, a lovely uh, quote I saw, which is, you know, listen to your body before it starts screaming. Mm -hmm. Mine had to scream before I heard it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> now it whispers. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, yeah, you're on it. And you, no, don't need, you don't need to scream. I, yeah. I, I can hear you loud and clear. Exactly. Yeah. Because you don't want to go back to where you came from. You don't want to go back to... No, I mean, it, it's, such a, it's such a big change. Um, and, you know, for another thing I do on a regular basis, I practice gratitude. And mm, when you're talking about mental health, so when you're in pain, it's hard to be happy and grateful for anything, in all honesty. You're, yeah. you're sitting there feeling, you know, you're just in pain. You can't really think and you can't see that. Mm -hmm. You can't see anything... Um, outside of the pain yeah but the practice of gratitude helps you reframe your your mind it actually does change how your brain operates so it's not a kind of just a real idea mm -hmm. it's actually something that's clinically proven to work in changing how your mind works yes and consistently doing it for 21 days just practicing gratitude and meaning it and meaning it will reframe your mind and it's you know it's for the big things and the small things so mm. i start every day saying thank you because i've woken up amen yeah yeah mm -hmm. so it's starting with something like that and it, it might be outside of you especially if you're in a space where you're in pain or you are down mm -hmm. you may not think about yourself it could be just the water the fact that you've got clean water to drink mm -hmm. It's, exactly. a blue, you know, it's a blue sky you've got a sunny day or even when it's raining i you know sometimes it's thank you for the rain so the crops will grow <laughs> you know? exactly so yeah it, it may not be that you can think of things about you especially when you're in that space but eventually you will find things more things to be thankful to yeah exactly and, 
once you start opening that energy, you'll start to feel the change in you. Hmm. Hmm. See the power of the mind, the power of, 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 of just of gratitude, the power of knowing and mm -hmm. acknowledging the right things. And yeah. you mentioned prayer earlier, you mm -hmm. know, which obviously uh, I, I would like to believe that obviously you do believe in God and you believe in, you know, his sovereignty or else who, who are you saying thank you to and who are you praying to? However, that, that knowing that to me is part of what really helped you, you know, part of what really helped you because I, as we, as we're speaking, I'm still trying to get my head around pain-free Mm -hmm. No drugs. No. Nope. She looked inside. She listened to 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 her inner self. She listened to her health. She listened to her body. She listened to the signs, and here she is mm -hmm. helping other people, helping yeah. other women who are on the verge of burning out. Yeah, and you know, as this is a business show, my work is about building your businesses. But Good. You. If you are not healthy, your business is not going to thrive. Yeah. If you are not coming from a place of clarity, mm -hmm. your vision won't be realized. If you um, are you know, in a space where you're not really believing in yourself, your decisions are not going to be right. So that will have an impact on your business. That will have an impact on what shows up. And if this is what you help lady women with. This is what you help people with. Yeah. In your time. And that's why I've moved my business because my business before was focusing far more on the, the business development and the marketing side mm -hmm. and a little bit on the inner journey. And I found that actually we need to really do that work. So we make the outcome far more profound. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's that inner work that then will manifest everything else that you want. And so many people aren't really even clear about what it is they want. They're still living somebody else's dream, somebody else's part. Exactly. You hit it right there. Somebody else's. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I always start with is getting to the core of what it is you want. And some people are surprised to find that what they want is not what their business is currently doing. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. You know? But they're not necessarily the same thing. But for me, it's about, okay, so who are you? What is it you want? And my goal is, how do I help you get mm, mm. Your business may play a part in that. You may choose to turn your business to a different direction. Or there's a role within it where we're saying, actually, you need to create your business in such a way that you can step out of it. So mm. you can live the vision that you've seen. Exactly. So important. That is so important. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I was reading on one of your, um, a lady left, uh, a comment on one of your pages on Facebook and I loved what she wrote she said she said I've just been you vetted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, that just said it all you know that said it all that just showed the excitement and what the lady got from that and it's it's I'm I'm so happy that you you know you decided to come on to talk to us and you know be really open about your journey because this is what a lot of women are going through, you know, and um being a business show, you it and being about it being about you emerging, you have 
obviously emerged greatly. I'm just still in awe of pain-free, drug-free, fibromyalgia, and out there helping people. And I think when you help people, it even helps you more. Yeah. I mean, I was doing all of the helping even when I was in pain. I was still doing that. That was still, because it was still my calling. <laughs> you yeah. know? It was still, for me, it's, I love seeing people live in their, their greatness because mm. I know that all of these women have so much to give. And I work with women who, yes, they've got multiple businesses. And one of the reasons they do that is because, yes, they want financial freedom. Mm -hmm. But there is something more than that. They mm -hmm. want to do something more for society. They want to do something more for their communities. Yes. And by supporting them, I can help them make the changes that make the world we live in a better place. I meant to that. Yeah. So if they have sustainable businesses, if they can employ other people, if they can take care of themselves, if they can take care of their children, if they can then, you know, reach out to people who may be lower down on the ladder on their journey and give them that helping hands up, then I have a part to play in that. Mm. Mm. And that's a great part. That is a wonderful part to play. And that's, a, that's the part that is actually more important because it's part of my journey. That's why I say I'm, I'm called to do it um, because that's where I see why, you know, the whole thing about the MBE was because I was campaigning to get more support for women in business. Mm. You know, that's where that, that work came in. And, you know, I was juggling the toddler, juggling the PhD and, you know, threw this in because... I was passionate about it and I still am passionate about it. Mm -hmm. We need more support out there. We need more um, people enabling women to succeed, to grow, because so many women fall out yeah. if they start businesses because of caring responsibilities, yeah. because of, of money, um, you know, because of being burnt out, because mm -hmm. they're trying to do it all with no support. Yeah. And I want to see that, that change and I want to see that for the next generation as well. It's not just, you know, because I'm in my 40s now. Okay. So it's not, just, it's not just my generation, it's the generations to come. Yes, from, from, from the time you started, you yeah. know, from 16, you know. And yes, we have them that young, even till today, we have them that young. And um, at that age, there's this drive to be, to be so good, you know, mm -hmm. to be on top. But you also have to stop. And think and say hey so teaching them about being mindful being present mm -hmm. understanding their, their own needs mm -hmm. and also teaching them that they may not choose a path that their parents may, mm -hmm. may want them to but they need to choose a path that will bring them happiness because there's nothing worse than being miserable every day yes and yes when you and for you because you know i've heard you a couple of times as we're talking you know say it's something you're called to do so it's almost like your purpose you yes. have found your purpose yes and mm -hmm. not everybody gets to and you know for some people it will not be running their business some for some people it will be supporting other people mm. to get, or supporting their partners to get there it may not be that they're the one that stands you know at the center of it all mm -hmm. and if they don't have a business if they're an employee you can still use all of this within your your you know space of employment Yes, so I agree. You can still look after yourself. You can still make sure that you're working at, from a place of strength, that you are developing and growing in that space because owning a business is not for everybody. Mm, mm. 
it's tough. It, it, it is tough. <laughs> it is tough. And it's quite lonely sometimes, you know, you're like, Ooh, I wish I had this person to help me do this. But that's in the initial stage. That's in the growing stage. Yeah. I mean, even if it's the, the loneliness, that's why it is so good to have a good network, whether mm -hmm. it's online, in the real world, having people that support you. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my friends don't run their own businesses, but they support me in other ways. And mm -hmm. then I have um, people that I've met during my business journey who are totally amazing mm -hmm. and who, you know, give me advice, give me support. If I have a problem, I know there's somebody I can pick up the phone to sure. and somebody will be able to help me. But I've had to reach out and make those connections. Right. So it's important to have that support network around you because we cannot do this on our own. Even if you are a solo business owner, you, you will not be doing it on your own. You are going yeah. to need a team. And creating that team is, I think, quite critical for yeah. every single business owner. Even it if is. it's your name in every single department, you're going to have to have people that can yes. support you. You can't be an island. It's impossible. You can't be. And I used to run a networking group. And one of the reasons I set that up is because I didn't want to be sitting at my computer staring at it. And it's staring back. <laughs> and you know, I thought I need to get out there. And at that time, my son was still quite young. And, mm. you know, you'd have conversations about potty training because that was actually Aww. quite good at the time. <laughs> and conversations that, you know, who built your website? You know, who's doing your social media? Mm. You know, do you know how to use XYZ software? Mm. Um, and finding, you know, your bookkeeper and your accountants, <clears throat> excuse me. So, you know, having that network of women who had young children at the same time I did was quite invaluable. Mm. You know, and as you grow and you change, you will find the people that fit you in that different, you know, space of your journey. Yeah, I believe that. Wow, Yvette, you have Yvetted us for real. <laughs> I am so, so glad that you've come on and you've really been very open. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of the show, you know, because it's only for half an hour-ish around there. And, um, but you have loaded us with information. And so if people did want to get in touch with you, how can they do that, please? Oh, I exist on LinkedIn, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, and it's Yvette Ankra as the name across all of those platforms. Facebook, uh, my page is Yvette Ankara Coach, but you can get hold of me and my website is YvetteAnkara.com. Brilliant. Ladies, you do need to get in touch with this lady. I mean, from what we have heard just now, I would be running to get in touch with you no matter where you are. It's like, are you going to be at any event anytime soon this week, next week, sometime? Um, I've done some events already this weekend, um, but I'm going to be speaking online in a few weeks. So if you, you know, find my Facebook page, you'll find where that's going to be happening. Um, but at the moment, it's, you know, work with my one-to-ones and doing some speaking here and there. But I'm kind of flowing with it. And wherever I'm called to be is where I will be. Good, good, good. Wow, Yvette, thank you so much for coming on once again and um, blowing our minds. I am so, so intrigued with this interview really because it's been nothing but positive and you've managed to emerge from all the issues and the challenges medical natural physical mentally emotionally and here you are helping people merging into greatness helping other people emerge into greatness thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me you're most welcome well ladies and gentlemen we have come to the end again 
with Emerging Integrators with Sassy Shade. I hope I haven't been too sassy for you. We keep it alive. We keep it kicking. kicking. And we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Welcome to the Emerging to Greatness podcast with your host, Sassy Shade. <laughs> Talking all things business, business, business. Talking to CEOs, directors, and leaders in business. Keeping it alive, keeping it kicking, and definitely sassy. The Emerging into Greatness podcast with Sassy Shade. There is absolutely no contest.
funny enough. You know, that's why 